Go with me if you got your Bible over to John. Sit in John uh, 15. Been watching the Alabama Baptist State Convention was Monday was the pastors' conference. Tuesday and Wednesday was the convention. Finished up just before lunch today. I sat in my office and I watched it. Didn't go. Just I, I usually go, but I chose you know, to stay back and um, and I can sit and watch it here. And it was good. The theme this year was Christ-centered. Christ-centered. That's what all the sermons were about. That was the Tuesday morning sermon, the Tuesday afternoon sermon, the Wednesday sermon. All the all the entities, all the different ones were talking about us being Christ-centered. Guys, it's, it's interesting to note that we as the Alabama Baptists, we've been around since 1823. Alabama Baptists have been around since 1823. Some 3,200 Southern Baptist churches in the state of Alabama. That's a lot of churches. Um, cooperative program, we'll, we'll start Lottie Moon here soon. Um, here in just a week or so, you'll start hearing Lottie Moon conversations. We'll give to Lottie Moon. Alabama Baptist since its inception in the 1800s has given almost $1.5 billion to the cooperative program. That is huge. That is absolutely amazing. Us here in Alabama, we're one of the strongest uh, states. We're one of the strongest groups in the whole Southern Baptist Convention. I, I don't know our actual rank, but Alabama is big. Alabama is a big giver. We, we give about, of that uh, $1.5 billion, we're about 10% of it. We're a big giver. So, so Southern Baptist churches, Southern Baptists here in Alabama are very, very strong. We're blessed, God. I, and again, I don't know how much of all of that you guys get into. I occasionally will we'll talk about it and share with it. You know, a lot of folks will come and they're part of a church and they don't even know what the background is. They, don't, they just know it's, a, it's where their friends go. It's just what they do. They don't understand. But Southern Baptist is... Um, what separates, it's, it's really easy to explain it, what separates us is a cooperative program. We cooperate together here in our association, Tuscaloosa, some 70 or so churches, I believe, in our association. And instead of us doing everything on our own, we all, all 70 of us pool our resources together. We pool our energies, we pool our finances, we pool all of it together through the cooperative program, and not just in our association, but also in our state and also in the national, in the, in the whole country as well. And we work together. There's power in the togetherness. The, the cooperative program was a great idea. It was a really cool idea that they had way back when. And, and look, it's stuck. I mean, it works. It's, just, it, it's a really good idea, and it, it just works. Us as churches working together and... Um, Got the same beliefs, Baptist faith message, have the same beliefs, and it's it's a really it's a really neat thing. I've always been a fan of it. I think it's awesome how God works it all together. And so we've been I've been watching that and listening and Christ-centered. The the verse, listen, these are the verse. This was the the like the convention verse for the week. It was Colossians chapter one, verse 17 and 18. It says, He is before all things. And in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. 
Guys, Christ should have first place in everything that we do. I mean, in everything that we do. I'm not talking about as a church. I'm talking about Christ should be first place in everything I do. In everything each individual person does. Christ should be the center. We should be Christ-centered. That's not after daddyhood and husbandhood and workerhood. No, that's Christ-centered first of all. And out of Christ-centeredness flows, I'm a daddy. Flows, I'm a husband. Flows, I'm a pastor. Flows, I'm a friend. It all, it trumps. Christ-centered is the foundation of everything that we are as individuals. It's everything. It's got to be. Everything that we do as church, I mean, right now, uh, they're loading up out there shoeboxes. I think we had 274-ish, 274, 275 shoeboxes that are going out of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Robbing them, a bunch of the kids, they're loading them up right now. They'll be back, so they'll be back. That's where they're going tonight. They'll be back around 7.15 or so. They're taking them to the association office. That's where they're dropping them off. Again, us partnering together. And no, that's not a Southern Baptist thing, but it, it, it's a good thing. It's a really, really good thing. Why? Because again, it's just one of those things that's Christ-centered. That shoebox, here's the deal. Always been, still am. I've always been a massive, if you'd have known me many, man, we've had a conversation, if you'd have known me many, many years ago, I would have been a walking billboard for Operation Christmas Child. I mean, and it's still a really good program. It's a really good thing because here's the deal. That one box will go to places that you and I will never go to. And those kids, that community, that village, that was what I would always, that's how I would always talk about it. Is that we're not just talking about an individual. You know, we got Salvation Army, we're doing Angel Tree. We're talking about on the Angel Tree impacting one family. But can you imagine entire villages? There's going to be, and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can only imagine in heaven, there's going to be every tribe, tongue, and nation. A lot of it has to do with, yes, missions, yes, uh, IMB, Lottie Moon, yes, but it's also going to have a lot to do out of that simple gift, that simple box. Because those kids who've never had anything, those kids who have never had anything, never owned anything of their own, get something that they can call theirs. And the question is, who in the world would do such a thing for me? And I'm glad you asked. Because the guys are there then, able to share with them and walk with them and disciple them and show them this Jesus and show them this Christ, this Christ necessity of knowing Him as Lord and Savior. Guys, everything that we do must be Christ-centered. Um. Women's events. I mean, y'all got uh, who's coming? Uh, Judy Patrick's coming and talking about uh, save a life. I mean, I don't think you get more Christ-centered than that. Let's stop killing them and let's save a life. Okay? Abortion's wrong. Killing babies is wrong. You want to know what I think about it? Killing babies is wrong. Don't kill it. All right? Have it and we'll, I'll raise it. Have it and he'll raise it. Have it, and doggone it, she'll raise it, and we'll help her raise it. And it'd be the most spoiledest little youngin' in the whole town. Ain't that right, Miss Pat? I mean, don't kill it. Don't kill it. I mean, that's Christ-centered. Everything that we do, everything that we do is, is central around Christ being 
the center of all that we do. It's got to be. Here's the deal, guys. I ain't been here long enough, but eventually we'll start looking through and, and um, everything has to answer that question. How is, how is it Christ-centered? How does it edify the body? How does it impact the kingdom? Is it kingdom-focused? Or is it, just like, it, it, or is it just we like having fun? You know, if it's just we like having fun all about me, then you've got to be really careful because that's, uh, I think that's what country clubs do. That's what social groups do. We're not that. That's not who we are. We're, we're the church. We are, we are the pillar of truth in society, and our truth is Christ exalted, Christ lifted up. He said, just like we talked a few weeks ago, serpents were coming out. They were biting those fiery serpents, were biting uh, the children of Israel. Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, and just as the serpent was lifted up, so is the Son of Man lifted up. And everybody who looks to Christ, there's nowhere else to look. And there is nowhere else to look. Society, society is not the answer. Governments aren't the answer. Education is not the answer. Social justice, social reform is not the answer. Racial reconciliation is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Only period. You're in John 15. John chapter 15. Begin and look at two verses. Okay, we talked about church stuff. We talked about cooperation stuff. We talked about Southern Baptist stuff. We talked about kingdom stuff. But individually, individually, there's, there's, there's a decision we have to make, not just when we wake up, but all through the day. In every conversation, and every good conversation that goes our way, in every conversation to where somebody just ticks us off. You ever been ticked off? Who's been ticked off today? Anybody? Raise your hand. Look at you. And guess what? Here's the deal. As soon as you get ticked off, there's somebody else coming your way. And here's the deal. Who are you going to be? That's the, that's the thing. And you know, when you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning, Jesus, and you head off into the world, and, and yes, it's one thing, but... We can't just leave him there. We have to, when we're around that person or when we're sitting with that individual or life is just happening. And you know what? I don't even want to ask the question, who in here probably ticked off somebody today? Probably a bunch of us. Who in here was in the wrong today? Probably a bunch of us. Who in here ran off at the mouth and made bad decisions and done things they ought not of? Who in there? All of us, we all fall short of the perfect glory of God. Casey, you told me, Casey, that if I mute this, it would not talk to me on my phone, but it is talking to me on my phone, so on my watch. So anyway, we're going to work on this. Oh, and you too, Ty. Don't hide back there. That's Siri, I think, talking to me through my watch. I just got this thing. I'm still deciding do I keep it or not. Um, John 15. John 15, yeah, John 15, 4 and 5, verse 4 and 5. Guys, this is moment by moment. This is all the time. This is how it works. This is how you, you hear me talk about 
You hear me talk about that. Sometimes we veer. Sometimes we drift. Sometimes we float away. We've got to abide. How do we keep Christ? How do we be Christ-centered? How do we maintain a Christ-centered heart, a Christ-centered attitude, a Christ-centered me? By abiding in Christ. Not just that's not something. You can't abide in Christ and leave him beside the bed. Morning, Jesus. I'm gone. See you in the morning. That's not abiding. That's not. The Bible says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Guys, we can't bear fruit. Christ-centeredness, out of Christ-centeredness, out of, out of being attached to the source, out of being attached to Him, fruit, truth, love. They'll know you're my disciples by your love. How does it happen? We must abide in Christ. Look, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. You know, we shouldn't even want to read part B. Wow, we should be, be blown away by, wow, I can, I can bear much fruit. Wow, so you're telling me that if I abide in Christ, I can bear much fruit? Wow, that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. I want to be that with, with even that person that rubs me raw, even that person that I know gets under my skin, I want to bear fruit in their life. But look at me. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Blank. And white. No means no. It's clear. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Yes, that's what I want to do. I want to abide in Christ. I want to be Christ-centered. I want, I want Him to be the theme. I want Him to be central. I want Him to be the source. I want Him to be the, the reason, the purpose, the energy, the effort. I want Him to be the motivation, the, the driving force. I want Him. And out of, out of all of that comes my daddyhood. Comes my husbandhood. Comes my pastorhood. Comes all of the rest flows out of the fact that I am who He saved me to be. I am who He desires me to be. I am walking in a manner worthy of King Jesus. I am abiding in Him. And here's the deal. You can't get away with, Good morning, Jesus. Glad to see you, Jesus. And off on your way. No, it's got to be all through the day, Christ-centered. He's the vine where the branches, you abide in him. You bear fruit. Because apart from me, you can't do anything. You can't do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. How to be Christ-centered? Abide in Christ. Make it simpler, preacher. I can't. Deny self, take up your cross daily and follow him. He's worthy. He's worth it. He's all satisfying. He's enough. He's plenty. I mean, he is straight up. Much fruit. You abide in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Are you kidding me? Here's the deal. Most Christians settle with just a little. He's talking much. 
Don't settle with just some. Want much. Desire much. Lord, morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I praise you. I thank you so much. Had a good night's sleep. I thank you. And here's the deal. Lord God, I had a bad night's sleep, but tomorrow will be better. Lord, give me the strength today to just go bear a lot of fruit. God, I want to bear much fruit. I want to abide in you. I want to be Christ-centered. I want you to be the reason, the purpose, the motivation, the source. I want you to be, Lord, it all. And guys, that has to be a constant conversation. That has to be a constant conversation that goes on in our spirit. To be Christ-centered, he has to be in there. Constantly being talked to, constantly being submitted to, constantly being listening to. And here's the deal, faith and action. Faith and action. At the end of the day, it just comes... I want to make a decision that lines up with Scripture, and I, by faith, am going to step out based on the authority of God's Word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. I make decision X. And many times, you will be talked about and made fun of and ridiculed and ran over, and they killed Jesus. Abiding in Christ... And following Christ doesn't always lead, remember, doesn't always lead down this here. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Because the Lord may be sending you somewhere that that don't make sense. But that's what you want me to do. That don't make sense. That don't... I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't know how to do it. I'm I'm not smart enough. Who in the world am I? What do I bring to the table? You know what? That's exactly who God wants more times than not. If you look at all of Scripture, He didn't call those that came with the papers. He usually just found somebody that had a heart that was willing to do whatever I just want to be obedient. I just want to be found faithful. I want to be used, Lord. That's who God wants. Is those that sit there and just say, Lord, I want to be used. Father God in heaven, help us, Lord, to be Christ-centered. As a church, yes. As individuals. God, it starts as us and individuals. Lord, as each person in this room, I pray, God, every person knows you as Savior, has trusted you and only you as their hope. And God, I pray that you are the center of our lives, that you are our driving force, you are our protector, our counselor, our reason. Lord, help us. And all that we do, God, I pray for this room right now as they, God, here in a little bit, leave out of here and go home and prepare for another day. God, I pray that this week, God, tomorrow, God, help us, use us in a powerful, powerful, influential way for your kingdom. And we'll give you praise in Christ's name. Amen.